I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Uh, this week brought to you by... Hey, it's the first podcast of 2017. Isn't that exciting? Lovely to be with you. And uh, thank you for joining us. You can email us, get in touch. It's always nice. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. On tonight's show, we're going to be talking uh, about Sherlock, which is a well-known television series around the world. We'll be doing that. Um, speaking of emails, I, 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 had, I do want to give somebody a mention. Um, but first, let's say hello to who we have this evening, which is our work experience boy, uh, Jack, who is at university, and he's preparing for an exam tomorrow. So he comes to us live from, is it Leeds University? Yeah, it is, yeah, from the library. Leeds University Ooh. Library. Yeah. Look out for ghosts, Jack. Look out for ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts of learned scholars. And speaking of learned scholars, live from his shed in London, it's Ben Hilton. Good evening, Ben. Hello, good evening. Um, so Jack brings the perspective of a young, naive, Bambi-like creature that is um, likely to get shot. And uh, Ben brings the experience of the hunter holding the gun. Jamie and I will uh, sit somewhere in the middle. And uh, we might be joined by others as, as, uh, as time goes on. Um, but thank you very much to the person who sent us an email uh, we did say we were going to be talking this week about Goliath but we've, we, we're going to push that to next week and uh, Ray from Oxford is his name he emailed with lots to say about uh, Goliath we will come back to that next week um, but a quick show of hands has anyone here uh, started or watched any of Goliath yet? Jamie? I've watched it all watched it all, Ben? I've watched the first episode. Oh, well, if you can join us next week, well, that would simply be wonderful. And Jack? Not even heard of it. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime, Jack. Have you got access to that? Uh, I'm sure I can find a way to access it somehow. It's really very worth accessing, I think. Um, but but this evening we're going to be talking Sherlock. Now, um Full disclosure, I've been a fan of Sherlock Holmes. The the stories for many years used to read them. I think I read all of the short stories at one point, which is a, which is a, bit, a lot of short stories. And uh, so I was very excited when the ex-League of Gentlemen member, Mark Gatiss, was coming back with a, uh, with a version himself that he's done with Stephen Moffat, who is famous for um, Doctor Who, for crea- creating lots of the modern Doctor Whos. Um, where are we all then in uh, Sherlock Universe? Benjamin. I- I've watched it all. I watched, in ah. fact, I watched, um, I watched the last one last night. Okay. Can I just check? The, the, the one before this last one, the series before this last one, ended where this one... Began. <laughs> Hang on a minute. That's obvious. That's right. Yeah, but there was one in the middle. Okay. There was a last year. Which yeah. Was yeah. Well, then, G- yeah. I've watched them all apart from that Christmas special. Then, uh, Jack, have you? You've watched them all, have you? I watched them all several times, and like you, have read the books too. Ah, um, yeah. that's interesting. Bring a, a very student perspective. Very studious of you. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, watched them all, read a few of the books, um, and have a um, appreciation of the work. Okay, so normally we have a guinea pig who's only watched one episode. Let's flip that around slightly. You're going to have to persuade me to watch the one that I haven't watched, which is the Christmas special that sat in between the two series, and... um, uh, perhaps, uh, uh, how shall we do this? Shall I explain why I haven't watched that one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> I did not enjoy this Sherlock Holmes. Uh, from There was an episode at the beginning of the series before last, which was um, the wedding episode. Does everyone remember the wedding episode? Yeah. Yep. Um, 
this episode began, the first 10 minutes of it was a, a jewellery heist. And this, uh, Detective Lestrade, or whatever his name is, um, their detective friend, was... Um, on the hunt for some uh, some people who were supposed to be doing a heist and uh, he got there and after 10 minutes of build up turned out nobody was there and I thought oh then the case is going to be where is this happening where is this heist actually happening or what's going on draft Sherlock him because Lestrade is useless no the whole point of that first 15 minutes it felt like was just to say that he was useless the jewellery heist was never mentioned again as far as I remember it's completely irrelevant to the whole plot and and it sums up why I dislike this new series because uh, as in the new telling because they don't it's not a TV show where Sherlock Holmes the detective solves a case it's a TV series just like Stephen Moffat did with Doctor Who where they stack on instead of solving a case they stack on all of this personal backstory nonsense constantly like that wedding episode was all about uh, is the under, the undertones was like are Sherlock and um, Watson gay and are they really in love with each other is that getting in the way of this wedding and all of this like soap opera like melodrama that's put on the top of it all just gets in the way for me that said these last episodes i thought were were um were much better than that series i enjoyed the last episode so that's that's where i stand mel is joining us in a moment from kansas as well so we'll say hello to mel and then we'll get we'll get where everybody else stands uh mel hi Hello, how are you guys? Yeah, good. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I've just explained that I am a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, but I'm not a fan of the melodrama and the the telling of most of the recent stuff, about all of the Benedict Cumberbatch stuff. I think it's got some wonderful things about it. But I'm highly critical of it. Uh, have you never? Have you never? Did you like it when it, the first series? How were you a fan of the first series? Yeah, first episode and uh, those first three, I thought were quite close. There was there was a fair bit of backstory and personal life, but for me at that time, that was part of establishing this new modern telling of Sherlock, and that was quite nice. It was almost like oh, we're catching up with the audience, and we're, we're saying it's not a two dimensional thing. It's three-dimensional, and that's nice. But they also had really clear cases. So one of them, I remember the Chinese vase one. You know, it begins, who, who is, who is um, breaking into this bank? And then it ties in with the same person who's possibly doing this thing at this British Museum and all sorts of stuff. But it was, a, it was like the books. It was Sherlock has a case to solve, and then he mm. tries to solve it. Um, Watson's wife is one of my least favourite subplots of anything I've ever seen in my life. Completely agree. Absolutely, totally agree. They um, wasted that. They wasted it. Oh, she, I mean, I, I, it's so annoying. And the, the fact that she keeps turning up in this freaking video that she filmed until <laughs> <laughs> the very end, it's like, go away, you died. But also Sorry a great, great example of the melodrama that I'm talking about is mm. in the, you know, this thing ended with her voice and this thing ended with her walking around, you know, when she was walking around the room in his imagination, talking to them, circling him. Towards the end, mm. the very last scene, she's walking around going, "Yes, but you." Nah, nah, nah. That was so GCSE drama school that I, <laughs> I couldn't believe they were doing. It was embarrassing to well, watch it. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with pretty much everything you say. In fact, I, I really, I love the first two series, and I, I, ever, ever since I've gone off it for a lot of the reasons you've described and. Uh, but I even don't like the last series. That the, the last few episodes have been really like. Take for example, episode two, the lying detective, which is all which looks for a while like it's got it's all about a case. Mm-hmm. For a while, it's about oh, he's going to this hospital to find out if this guy's a serial killer. And it feels like oh, genuinely we're getting an actual Conan Doyle style Sherlock case to solve. 
But all that case is about is trying to get Watson and Sherlock back together. Yeah. That's all it's about. And it's like, no, no, it's not. No, that's not what you're doing. It's meant to be about solving the mystery. And the mystery doesn't need, you don't even give one about the mystery. Oh, I've just solved that by recording with a walkie-talkie thing. You know, it's just like, it, it's ridiculously like, it just takes all the, the wonder of what, what Sherlock is and that's mm-hmm. almost like a, a side note to the love affair and the relationships and the soap opera and melodrama that goes on between the characters but it's not it's just ridiculous. a side note is it Ben it's also uh, a, a, a modern uh, critique of famous people doing doing terrible things well I don't think it's as clever as that um, <laughs> for me the um for me, the first the first two seasons were were, were really good. Those six episodes, all individual yeah. episodes, didn't intertwine too much. They were successful for all the right reasons. And then they had the the Christmas episode that was that was quite good. But then once we got into season three, and season three is after they fall off the rooftop, mm. then yeah. you get into this. I think they're a victim of their own sort of success in a way, and they don't know where to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very big globally, and they start to create all kind. They basically start to do what I think Stephen Moffat is often heavily criticised for, which is a lot of fan service. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's a lot of yeah. geek out. And they, they, they start to sort of interplay things and do clever shocks and, you know, twists and turns that are just there if you really have concentrated. And they don't serve the story. They serve the viewer in a very, like, quick response, sort of, oh, wow, you know, clickbait way. Are you so um, right about the, the, the thing about them being victim of their own mm-hmm. success? It's like mm-hmm. they fail to realise that it's successful because, one, they've got great actors. Two, yeah, they, they can write a script, good. It's shot really well. But they're mainly successful because Sherlock Holmes is a great character and those are great stories. And what they've taken as success is they it's almost like they've gone oh it's the subplot stuff it's the melodrama and the and the it was the soap opera stuff that people are a fan of it's like no it's the fan fiction they're yeah. writing fan fiction they're writing fan fiction you're absolutely right and so yeah. then we get into series four which is just finished now without wanting to give too much away the the if you if you take all the plots of those three episodes you don't develop forwards at all all three of them are explorations into past events and you learn something new and shocking about them. So all they are is plot twists. Mm. You, what you think you've seen, oh, actually, it wasn't that, it was something else. But from when season four started to where it ended, have the characters progressed at all? No, because the whole thing was flashback and... And, yeah. you know, well, I do. I do think I, I have to. I have to disagree just a tiny bit there, Ben. I think. And are we? Are we not doing any spoilers for season four for series four? Oh, good Let's point. Let's just do spoilers, right? Tonight's podcast is bloody spoilers. And and, and by <laughs> the way, Jack, we're coming to you last uh, for on purpose because I know you're the biggest fan. So we're just just going to trample okay. all over your heart. <laughs> no. Give you a chance. Now I I am a big fan, but I've got my fair share of critiques here and um i think i, I, I think to, you're you're right mel it's all right to be a big fan and have critiques with this because yeah. because they it's the bbc <laughs> and they've got a big bloody budget and they're wasting time they're wasting valuable real estate speaking of a waste of time please welcome to the podcast matthew wandless also from london <laughs> Um, Matt, we're also well into heavy criticism of Sherlock Holmes. Catch us up very quickly. Are you up to? Have you watched all of Sherlock? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, in a in a noise rather than a word, how do you feel about Sherlock? <laughs> okay. So let's let's go let's go back to Mel. Let's go back to Mel because I always rudely interrupt her. Um, Mel, you, you do. so you're a big fan, but you've got caveats. I do, but I wanted to say Ben was saying that we saw no forward progress with any of the characters. But I do think, even though that you know that ending in the 
I don't know, the bunker or whatever, mm. with the, the violin to it. It, it. You know, it was a bit happy families there. Mm. But I think if you, if you tilt your head and you squint, you could argue that this shows us that Sherlock really has grown more empathetic and compassionate because he is reaching out to his sister. He okay, is I guess I mean stories. So I, mean, I, I moving the yeah. story on. Moving the story on? I don't know. I mean, we solved we solved Redbeard, well, and I wasn't that kind of the whole point. Yeah, well, surely the problem yeah, I mean, is like, that they they've it, spent all the cards, isn't it? They have developed Sherlock to the point that, like, once once you get, if you were to get well, Walter White and make yeah. him make him realize the error of his ways over over what nine episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. you haven't got mm-hmm. a bloody future the game's the game is a, well, is, a, is a fucking I mean, over that's what it is the thing i didn't want sherlock to develop as a character no. particular i want sherlock to just be sherlock i don't, yeah, I I I guess don't really probably, care yeah. why like the whole the whole that last episode is so infuriating it's basically about a sister who wants to get loved and attention from her brothers Mm-hmm. And does so by well, how many people does she kill? At least six people oh my die. Gosh. So she does so by, she does by putting them in. Go on, Ben. What's, what's that movie where where you know they basically saw. are in a house and saw? She basically does saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but that's and that's what I get fucked up about is that. But what they're, they're it, it is as cheap as that. There is yeah. this, this series has been as cheap as going. Oh, okay, let's have uh, Sherlock versus Jimmy Savile. Oh, okay, now let's have Sherlock <laughs> and Saw. I mean, it is... Yeah. Fuck me. Like, work harder. But aren't they trying to tell us that she was behind all of Moriarty's plans? Like, she's the one that put Moriarty on, the, on Sherlock's scent in the first place. So, therefore, everything that Moriarty does, we have to... No. Track, so we've got to go well? back again in the same way that we're No, I don't think that's true. She's joined forces with him halfway through. That's right, half after he's already oh, okay. started on him. After yeah. he's already started, all right. But it's that thing of going, oh, everything you've just seen wasn't really happening. And then they, uh, they did that with, at, at the end of the second episode where they revealed the sister, you basically watched a 90-minute film and then the last four minutes went reveal, 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 reveal. Mm-hmm. And of like, oh, that wasn't her, that wasn't her, that wasn't him. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, and it's all done. No, hang on, Ben. big headline but, cliffhanger. But the consequences the were still real. But yeah. I don't... Also, none of this matters, though, because it's a detective show. And? A detective show is just a series of crimes. Yeah, it shouldn't, it, that, that, that's what a traditional one is. That's what Columbo is. Yeah, but, uh, and and actually, detective shows tend to fall. Into, they they tend to run into trouble when they start trying to do more than that, mm. which is, I think, part of the problem with Sherlock. Oh, that's, well, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. But you're asking for character progression as well, Ben. Which is, I, I think, no, there's no point. No, no, in no. That. no. I'm not asking for character progression. Um, well, no. be clear with what you're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm following Ben every step of the way. Where, where's the confusion right Matt's asked a question of Ben there Mel you were asking of Ben a question let's ask him that question as well and then Ben can defend himself against these people who do not understand the very simple point that he's making <laughs> Mel what was your question uh, were, are you are you annoyed because Sherlock is not the one who solved the the case especially at the end of episode 2 are you are you annoyed that it was Eurus herself who did the reveal and not Sherlock walking us through his process to do to the big reveal uh, yes but not because of that specific one because that wasn't the uh, the first or last time that I saw that happen and Mm -hmm. I found it all quite in service of of in service of fans rather in service of a, a wider audience who were there to watch a Sherlock Holmes story. Mm. I think that what's what's happening here is Ben is talking about the frustrations of, of uh, watching how something has been structured and and mm-hmm. the it, it's almost like you can see the whiteboard on the writer's room where they've gone, wouldn't it be great if we could tackle uh, the subject of Jimmy Savile, which the second one was clearly about i don't know how much you know about jimmy savile mel i have no idea this, ref- this all reference. right there's this guy who i didn't know about this reference why is this jimmy Are you savile? serious did you not notice that the the, the, the toby second jo- toby jones toby jones 
Well, yeah, now you say it, I see it, but it didn't really? occur to me until you until you mentioned it. No. Well, an, a Yorkshire a Yorkshire accent. Were you doing something else while you were watching it? <laughs> did this strike Jamie and Jack as well? I, I was going to say it's Mel because she's American, but did did you two? Oh, get definitely, it? yeah, yeah. yeah I really? Onto it. Yeah. I thought it was. A, I, I thought, thought, actually, I thought the, with everything the, they do, it's ham. The difficult thing was as well because Jimmy Savile's crimes are so horrific that then it made Toby Jones' character, you were just like, oh, he only killed people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Who, who is <laughs> okay. this guy? Mel, Jimmy a- Savile was a broadcaster in the uh, 70s and 80s who uh, was later found out to have molested lots of kids. And uh, as in, like, ah. and he even hosted a show that was all around kids and did loads of kids' yeah. hospital work. And we're talking about molesting hundreds. And he had, yeah. like, the keys to the hospital. He was given the keys to children's hospital. Um, pretty much everything that happened... Oh, I did with... not know that. See, that now seems like a very oh, obvious yeah, parallel. Because the, the morgue was the whole the thing. The morgue as well. well no, he, the, the, yeah. no, Toby Jones actually mm. held up the keys to the hospital and said they gave me the yeah. keys yeah 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 and that was a really that was an obvious nod because that was and that that's was i didn't know that though. that's know that. um <laughs> that subject mel shook uh, in the last few years shook the bbc more than anything and mm. and so it is interesting that sherlock the bbc sort of jewel in the crown took on that subject because it was like, well, we, why not? And we can. But that's Let's not whole, get bogged down in the meta. Well, that's a whole meta of itself. But th- this is my point that I think what Ben's talking about is, to me, I, I could see, like Ben's saying, the whiteboard on the wall was so full of things like that and their personal story and their cliffhangers and their plot twists and their personal stories that it was never about the freaking mystery. So in this, even in this last one... The mystery is solved in a bizarre way. We've got this plane landing that isn't a plane. They wake up and they've been somehow flown to the house where they grew up. Um, At that point, Mycroft just disappears out of the plot. We don't need him to end the story. He's just, he's somewhere else, Mycroft. I think he's down a well. And it's all solved by him going and giving his sister a cuddle. And it's just so (laughs) melodramatic. Even like the beginning of it, where the the only way they can get Mycroft to admit they've got a, he's got a sister is by dressing up as a clown and making the paintings bleed. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Why are you doing this? And that is very true. That is very true. I have some positive things to say, but let's go now to huge Sherlock fan Jack. <laughs> Bring the joy back, that, um, Jack. Well, I completely agree with everything that most people have said, to be honest, that this from the Christmas special that was back in time up until this latest episode it has been a load of personal emotional nonsense Um, the first three series I thought were excellent because like you said it was Sherlock going out and doing the groundwork whereas this last episode I couldn't stand it and especially the second episode The Lion Detective it was I was close to turning off Um, and something that I saw on, it was on the Independent. It was a review that said that uh, this last episode, it almost felt like an episode of Black Mirror, mm. with the way it was done and mm. the cliffhangers and the the style of it of being on a mental asylum on a secret location and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. like you said, being back at the family home and it wasn't Sherlock being Sherlock. It was Sherlock being a family member and someone's brother rather than being the detective that he should be. However, um, you know what I, I me, thought? Uh, all I could think of was Skyfall when I was watching this episode. Oh, it was James Bond. Yeah. It was James Bond. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, yeah. the first bit was like a classic Connery Bond under a under a rock somewhere, and then the end was was Skyfall. But at least, Jack, I, I think that your patience, because you liked the first series so much, I think your patience took you through the second series, and it, it actually got worse earlier than you think I think that wedding episode and that stuff in that second yeah, series yeah I have to admit the, no uh, that was series 3 was that series, series 3, three. Yeah. the yeah. first 6 episodes in the second season there was Scandal in Belgravia Hounds of the Baskervilles and the Reichenbach Fall oh, and yeah. they were great Yeah, they were great 
Really? And Hand of the Baskervilles was a great episode. Yeah, and there's Brilliant a lot more episode. good. There's a lot more good episodes. One of my oh, favourite yeah. stories is the Valley of Fear, which is a really hard one to tell because half of it doesn't involve Sherlock. It's the only thing I've ever read that made me out loud go, "No way!" When the reveal happens. But the, the Valley of Fear. Which one was that? It's a, it's one of the four short novelettes. So most of them oh, are short Jesus stories. Jesus Christ! What are we talking about that for? What's well, the podcast called? <laughs> well, because battles obscure books. <laughs> No, it's not obscure. It's one of the Baskervilles. Baskervilles was one of those four. Valley of Fear was another. Um, anyway, uh, point is, it went up its own arse too quickly. And they've shot themselves in the foot, maybe because they knew they couldn't get Benedict Cumberbatch for years. Well, but if this was I in America, we'd be on series two, episode 94, yeah. and yeah. it would be brilliant. That is the. I think that's part of the problem as well. Like I think the fact that they've got to do three episodes, an hour and a half long, when you get past the probably rather meaty and chunkier cases of Sherlock's, there are other great cases, but maybe they've not got the. They don't feel like they've they've got the weight to hold an hour and a half no, of television. Sure. Yeah, and so that's why it feels like as they've gone on, they've concentrated more on the relationships and gone more for twists and more for episodes that have no real genuine plot that happens in them, and for, and almost like bypass the the, the cases and, and and the hour and a half element has taken away like if they'd done a lot of these episodes they could have done this over six seven episodes and it would have felt a lot more fulfilling as a show but it's just because of those hour and a half film that's a film basically why did they do that it's like that first episode it's like a James Bond uh, film as well a lot of comments about the action in that they're trying to make an action thriller not trying to make a, a, a mystery detective uh, TV show, and it's just that's the issue. Mel, yeah, I can, I agree. I, I feel like with the whole Jack. sister thing, the uh, they just blew the load too quickly. It it came out out of nowhere. Even though the episode itself seemed to go on a lifetime, the actual storyline came out of nowhere. Um, I, I'm always aware when Mel tries to say something and, and is cut off because um, whenever I listen to back to these Sorry, podcasts, Mel. I always think she's the one that's um, backs down too quickly. Maybe because she's not a boisterous man. M- Mel, what were you going to say? It's, anything? It's, it's often because whoever interrupts me actually is saying what I was about to say. But, <laughs> okay. um, in this case, however, I I quite liked the sister storyline. I wish that it had not been wrapped up so fast. I will say, I think that they could have stretched that into if they had done that. Big reveal at the end of of the last episode of the series, and then that could have been all of series five. Mm, mm. Is yeah. exploring all of that and and well, I think of- I think the thing is though that they don't, they know series five isn't going to happen, and they know no, that. it's not. This was clearly a wrap up. You know, it's, it's blatant, yeah, it's blatantly the la- the last thing. And I really like Sister too. Uh, I thought it was mm. a great storyline, but uh, the whole thing of it revolving around Sherlock having to break through some personal Person. mystery. The mystery is around his personal life and backstory or somebody yeah. else's backstory or a, just another fucking backstory. Let me it's give, not about a yeah. new thing. A perfect example of that, right, was when the drone... Yeah. You know when the drone came in with the um, grenade on top of mm-hmm. it? That was a good scene, oh, right? That was a great. really great scene. good scene. Now, Lovely. it's a great scene and they go... And it's great while they're going, they're working out the maths and they're going, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go for that window. You're going to go for that window. It'll take three seconds to go through there. We've got to wait till Mrs. Hudson goes to the back of the house for eight seconds. And Mycroft says, well, you're, you're quicker than me. Why don't you go for the stairs? Oh, that'll be mitigated by the distance between here and the window. So you mm-hmm. go for the stairs. Brilliant. And then always three extra lines of bullshit. Uh, Mycroft, <laughs> I always thought you were great when you played Lady Chatterley or whatever. Oh, uh, get out. Oh, that was fun. That, that was, was nice. Funny. That was Look, that it was, was an amusing line. I'm not saying that, that it wasn't funny. I'm just saying that's an example. Just just like The Rock, I was quite excited by The Rock because at least unlike the wedding scene, it wasn't just people talking about backstory. I went, oh, great. Okay, we've got a puzzle. But then you're in the room. You solve a puzzle. And then... It becomes all the emotional stuff. Well, he's family now. I, I actually, I, h- h- the thing is though, Hal, that I, I agree with you because in in that in one sense, because that those lines in that room about him playing that part in the play and 
that's enough. That's all I need to know about them being brothers. It yeah, could, a gag, it, a gag. That could have stopped there, yes. that backstory about them being brothers. And then I didn't need to go through a whole exploration of their actual brotherly history like, again for the umpteenth um, but this time with new information that Sherlock couldn't remember. It's always like, the, 20, the last time he the twenty percent extra that you always get at the end of each section of dialogue or every scene. That's what annoys me. Even the the point when when um, Watson was about to shoot. So Mycroft isn't going to shoot the guy to save his wife. Okay, fine. Watson's going to. Sorry, do it. Art Malik was great in this. Art Malik that, was where great. He had to shoot. Art Malik was fine in this. He was fine. And then <laughs> and then they're about to they're about to shoot. He's about to shoot him, and we know Watson's not going to be able to do it. That's pretty clear, but okay, so he's going to do it. And he stops him twice, and that's great. And then he taps him on the shoulder to say, you sure you're okay? You sure about this? And it it becomes so long. And <sighs> that was too much. It was, it's just always 20% too much. And then they go to the next room, the next puddle, puzzle... Those guys dangling down on the other side of the window was like oh Austin Powers. It was, it was just... And you know what? Well, yeah, but I, they've got 90 yeah. minutes to film. I know. They've got a shitload of time to film. They've got to drag this shit out. <laughs> but the weird, the weird thing is, though, that when you get to the Denny Moy, it always happens so fast. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, it's like... It's like pushing out a big shit. Exactly. And it takes, yeah. it takes ages. Yeah, but yeah. Then, then I can't just, believe you've just, just put those two phrases together. Now, Jenny Moy is like a big shit. Um, <laughs> it was, it, yeah, and that's my point. It's like, it's suddenly, it's almost like they get to the end you, of it. You things. could call it a sheer log. they suddenly realised that oh yeah there was a case to wrap up as well there there was something to solve wasn't there well actually we haven't got a clever answer we've got an emotional answer well you see this is the problem with the show because they're all about oh he's a genius oh and his sister's even more of a genius so they've got to have these genius plots that they've come up with because of course they're geniuses but then you've got to realise that the people writing it they're not not genius. Yeah, but guess what, Jamie? Guess what? There's a Bible-sized book of short stories with the genius in it. Most crimes do boil down to emotional motivation. They do, but not in Sherlock Holmes's... Sherlock's... That's the motivation for committing the crime. The story of Sherlock is a clever man solving that. Most crimes don't constantly and persistently reveal backstory about the person that's trying to solve <laughs> that, them again that and again was a little again. too much can you imagine every, every crime yeah exactly every crime has to reveal a brand new backstory that nobody's ever thought about before to show how, how clever we are how quickly they, would... like they can't elevate themselves to like the great like you know the great tv writers you know the mm. just they're really working hard to try and sort of get the fans whipped up into a sort of frenzy, but they never manage to have the bottle to just... Do the job. You know, do just step up to make it really great. Like, Or just do the job. Hang imagine on, if, hang on. Imagine think, think about mysteries and thrillers. Yeah. How many are out there that you can think of in in film or TV that are really truly satisfying? Because for me, that list is very very short. Columbo. Imagine- well, no, Columbo Columbo is different because yeah, it's, it's got a, lot of it's, Columbo, it's, it's got a world of its own. Yeah, but uh, imagine it, on episode five of Columbo that we actually see his wife. In Columbo doesn't he, that you always get the, the, the killer's always known from the start, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's always that one last oh. One more thing. Yes, but and the reason but, why but Columbo around. is good is because there's shitloads of them. Yes, but what I'm saying is, we one of the things about Columbo is they very purposely never, ever, ever show his wife or his personal life because yeah, that's but ha- not hang on. what it's uh, about. The, 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 leave, leave the emotional thing aside. I'm just talking about how difficult it is to write a satisfying mystery that's so big because the the, the bigger the things get and the way they've written Sherlock, mm. they have to keep getting bigger because, mm. you know, for it to go somewhere, it can't just be constant um, small puzzles like the, the the very first one or the one in the museum with the uh, with the Chinese mafia kind of thing. Those things Why? are too small, so it has to get bigger and bigger and bigger. No, and what I'm saying is that when it, when you get those kind of colossal plots where, where there's going to be one thing that unravels it all, there are very few times when that has been done successfully ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this that is going to boil down to the whole BBC thing of just doing three episodes per series. It's yeah. the same with Luther, Peaky Blinders, anything. They go from naught to sixty, and all of a sudden, this outrageous storyline has come from nowhere. And I, it is 
I'm, you're right, Jack. I'm passionate Wrong about fame. it because it shouldn't be. We shouldn't live in a world where the bill can run for 20 series and Sherlock only has nine episodes and has spent its load. That's the point. You're absolutely mm. right. They they shouldn't have given themselves a canvas that's that large because, or at least carry on with the case. I don't see what the problem is in carrying on series like the first one. We know what we're going to get. Well, actually, you know, I mean, I said that just now, but I would have preferred them to do that as well. Yeah, and and so they've they have got themselves into this corner because they've decided that what they need to do is is keep exploring the backstory, and we've got a good cross section of we normally uh, this this selection of people on this podcast disagree on most things, or somebody does. We've got a focus group that spans thousands of miles, and we all agree that we don't give a shit about Watson's wife and Sherlock's what Sherlock's emotional state was at breakfast. That's not true. I, That's I, I, not I, true, Howell. You didn't. You didn't <coughs> listen to Matt and I. You said, uh, yeah, I, I, at the I'm beginning, fine with Mel, those things. I don't s- mind those things. What you don't, uh, uh, Mel? I thought you said at the beginning that you you thought um, Watson's wife was a waste of time. They wasted her storyline. Oh, okay. It started out very interesting, yeah. but they wasted it. Okay. So you're saying you like the one in the parallel universe that doesn't exist. I'm saying that I wish we had been able to spend more time examining her past life as an assassin. Yeah, but why? That's another series. Surely that's just It is another series, and that's, series. What I have to, that's what I have to sort of mitigate my expectations about, because mm. I also – I had a note here about Molly Hooper and the complete disservice oh, of her character. Oh, but that is a bring that up, because this isn't about her. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean, though. Like, her character is – Almost used to just step on every now and then if if oh, they need yeah. to, it to do a Sherlock. It was abs- it was horrible, but at the end she's like smiling away. I I don't I, I just feel like that. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't I didn't care about the wife plot that much. But she's you know, she's I, just I, I one example of of all of those plots. It was it was like I, I was, think. Sorry, you know, Russell, Russell's been on the podcast a couple of times. A friend of mine, he he said to me this week Moffat has done with this what he's done with Doctor Who and if you take both of those the subject matter itself is difficult to explain and what they've done is then tried to explain a shitload of invented stuff that's put on top of that for the fans perhaps mm-hmm. but they that you spend so much time explaining that that you don't actually do the job of the thing in the first place you don't actually do. go on I was going to ask you guys about that because I've not I'm, I've only watched like two episodes of Doctor Who I know horrible but I just couldn't get into it but I've heard so many sort of offhand comments about oh that's just Stephen Moffat and is mm-hmm. it is it a chronic problem of his that he he starts out well, but, you know, yeah. his, it's, it, it's but then so, he ends up, he veers into giving the fans what he thinks they want, well, what they need. Yeah, it's just yeah, so dense, it, it, so it's difficult. Very, it, well, it, in a way, it's not even that dense. Like, it's more style over substance because, like, a lot of it is just show. He's really good at the flashy stuff. He's good at the flamboyant characters and the, and the charismatic, uh, you know, you know, villains. And he's brilliant at the uh, quick one-liners. But the actual depth, the plot... You know the stuff that the meaty stuff. He's not very good at that, I don't think. And and I think the Doctor Who. I used to really like it as well, and watched it a lot with Lauren. The characters are really interesting, but it just becomes more and more like uh, looking more and more introverted and more and more in jokes for the fans. And 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 it's all about sort of the showy stuff that he can do with the with the script. It's less and less about what actually happened yeah. in the episode. Like you just Aren't those the best things about Sherlock, though? No. Yeah, but in a well, way... No, 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 no. In, a case, in, in some ways, they are. But you want them to just be offhand things that you kind of come to every now and then. You don't want them to be the things that are f- the focus of the episode. You want them to be, like, throwaway lines that you love, but you kind of, like, they're not the main bit of the show. But they're the yeah. ones that... They're the bits that stick with you. Like, it's like he's gone... With with the shows, the fans have gone. Oh, we really like all these little bits with Mrs. with the with the with the landlady. And he's been, oh, I've got loads of bits with her, and, and and he's just like he takes the bits that you like having little snippets of, and leave you wanting more, and actually indulges in them. And you just think, well, actually, no, we didn't need to do that. It was nice just getting a little taste of that world. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. He's giving you like five packets of party rings, which we can all agree we would eat 
or every one of the five packets, uh, but we would feel sick afterwards, and that's that's the problem that we face in life. I don't know what those are. Delicious. She said it's a bit like with the uh, the oh, Irene Adler thing at the end of um, episode two. Yeah. Got a text oh, Irene yeah. Adler, and I was really glad that they didn't bring her back for episode three because that for me would have ruined it. But that, like you were saying, that little offhand moment where it's mm-hmm. a reference to her. I was really glad to see it, but then I was even more glad that she didn't just magically appear on this island out of nowhere. But those are Agreed. that's at least that's a plot from the original thing, which is kind of you would expect you would have expected them to go into. You've got all these personal plots that have been invented by Moffat and Gatiss, and then you've also got the agendas. So the agenda of um, the the long running thing of are they gay? Do they? How much do they love each other? What's their relationship? The personal relationship, Watson and his wife. Then in this one, there were comments about you know that Watson's wife was given lots to say, and then almost almost in defence, they defended themselves by saying, "Well, it's time I was given something to say." It was something like women aren't. There's not enough of that. Women aren't given enough to say in the media, kind of. <laughs> thing there's all these modern agendas that they're putting in and you want to go yes that's that's great well done for being on the zeitgeist and talking about issues that matter but this it's not necessarily the place where we're going to talk about them this is a t- this is a series about a detective and a bloke who <coughs> lives it's two guys who live in a flat trying mm-hmm. to solve crimes I wonder yeah, how many people... Yeah, they don't people... have the background. They don't have the credibility to discuss those kinds of issues. Yeah, and you can't they re- can talk really... They about go... mental health. Yeah, yeah. But they decide not to do that. They decide to just, oh, he's, you know, let's have this elaborate scheme to bring, to save John, um, which I knew practically from the beginning that's what was going on. But I even but... think that they've got the agenda wrong um, from the books. Like, I, I think that mm-hmm. there's always been a reading of Sherlock Holmes that he is phenomenally annoying and mm-hmm. phenomenally um, extrovert and pretentious. And actually, I always read it as being we, we the reader, whilst we look at him through John Watson's eyes, we are, are supposed to think that he sees the world correctly, a little, a little bit like a stand-up comic the people around him who are annoying are arguably being annoying so when somebody comes in and says something dull he says you're being dull he lives in in the way that we would like to he just says it as it is you know and and he could actually be quite a nice human being with that um, there's this reading that everybody is that he's offensive that he's uh, callously or unknowingly offensive by doing that when actually it's it, it could actually be disarming and and so I, I think that's part of what builds into this whole smokescreen of like oh we've got this guy who is he on a spectrum is he do I want to throttle him we all want to kill Sherlock um <laughs> Yeah, anyway. So I've always felt let down by it. Uh, still, I enjoyed these last three more than I enjoyed the three before. I thought there was at least some fun in there and some funny lines and stuff. I just couldn't believe the whole... Uh, what are your favourite episodes, just out of interest? What, do, do, does everyone have one that they like, at least? First, first couple I liked probably the best and I enjoyed the last one until the again the last 20% you know until the wrap yeah. up I really wanted them to land that plane I really wanted the plane to be free really landed. you didn't think you didn't know that was Eurus no. It had to be. It had to be. How could it not have been her? It took them like five hours well, to go through I'll all tell of you those how. different things that she had set up. I'll tell you how it could not be. Because she also managed to dangle three businessmen still in their suits out of a window. She also managed to fly Sherlock in a stage set to his home house and land in the field. Sherlock <laughs> fell off the top of a building and survived, and we still don't know how. I know, but point is, if if Moriarty and her are supposed to have staged this phenomenal thing. They could easily have hijacked an aircraft. In, in fact, out of all of it, that would have been the easy bit. Probably. It was her on the phone using a little girl voice. That's it. All of those shots that we saw on the plane, that was all in Sherlock's head. Ugh. That didn't happen. That didn't well, exist. Well, I, and you saying you figured that out before it was revealed? Yes. I did wait, as well, like, yeah. Wait. Yeah, it was 
I yeah. thought that was obvious. I mean, I, I really did because <laughs> that's how that's how they do it. They, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I, I've, I've made it a habit to try and figure out the 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 lies before they come out. I'm not bad at it. But that is a physical lie. That is showing the audience something. If we only heard the audio, then that's all right to whip the curtain out. Oh, I'm end. not saying it's but okay. It's always, it's all, it's always um, you know, it's always Sherlock creating those illusions, isn't mm-hmm. it? And so yeah, for the first is. time, he gets fooled by something that he usually pulls on other people. Sort well, of but he also part. got the, the mind palace, remember, with Charles Magnuson? Oh, yeah. That, that was all in Sherlock's head. Ah. You're right. Well, that's another thing I don't like about the series. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid mind palace. That really pisses me off. You know what, Hal? I think you're still watching this series as though it's from John's point of view. No, I'm not. And I I think it's really from Sherlock's point of view, and that's what's tripping you up. I'm not. I'm watching it as a customer, and I'm going into a shop, and I'm saying, I bloody... I don't like it. I what I really loved about the original, he wrote Conan Doyle wrote that character based on a a, a lecturer at university who was incredibly factual. It was all about the 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 probable will win. Um, uh, ben has to go now. Uh, ben, goodbye. 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 Bye, Ben. Bye, bye. He he. Yeah, he Rogue wrote. One was crap. He wrote the character on this professor who who needed to uh, who, who the, the he saw the world as whatever the most whatever the most probable uh, the, whatever the possible whatever the answer is that's left is the answer regardless of how probable it is. So it was all about probability and um, yeah, deduction. deduction. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and this is not what this is about. It just isn't. How's he talking about that? Things. What are you talking How? about? That's all it's about. It isn't. He says those things, but it's not. The majority of our real estate, the majority of our time is spent caring about things that are to do with subplots, to do with his wife being in the frigging Secret Service or uh, all, all of that nonsense. I don't, I don't think you can Sherlock make a series out of him just doing the deductive thing over and over again. It wouldn't yeah. work. Well, I think it would find really it. I don't know. Work. Midsummer more Murders is on episode, or series 19, so... Yeah, and the original yeah, Sherlock... Didn't make it good. Matt, the original Granada Sherlock, which doesn't... Yes, it doesn't make it good, but that ran and ran and ran. I mean, it's... Mm. There's I don't care. That, that, that's not a, that's not an argument. It's not, you're not yeah, saying no, it's, no. It, the argument yeah. that you said is you can't. You essentially said you can't run a detective series for very long. There's lots of people that things that go against that. Mm, no, I'm saying it can't be good if you do that. Mm. Well, I think there are there are lots of examples where it is good. Detective series have been quite pos- popular in television. Yes, I know. I know they're popular, but this is a very specific trick, and the way Sherlock um, will unravel. Uh, how he understands where someone has come from is fun, mm. but if it's the crux of your series, then it's it's going to get boring very quickly. Oh, and a hundred percent, of course. It, it's not just you can't watch a maths problem. I agree. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. However, I'm the the ratio of when you're reading it, of course, this guy is fascinating, and the reason he's fascinating is he gives away very little. On this, by the end of nine episodes, uh, the pretty much um, explored him and uh, turned him inside out to the point that you don't need to do any more if you don't want to. I just, I think that's and modern I, drama, man. I Ugh. think that's okay. I'm okay with it being over. Well, I'm not. I'm still, <laughs> no, waiting for, I'm still waiting for them to tell all the stories that exist that Conan Doyle came up with that are bloody amazing. You know, give us a bit of backstory. Do it in half an hour. <laughs> give us some backstory. Make us intrigued by this guy. I want them to reboot it now like bloody Spider-Man. Well, I can I can see the argument for that, but I th- I think what they did with the Watson Holmes relationship has been really good, mm-hmm. and 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 those two guys have have done a fantastic job. They've been very um, good actors, and I think you should play the next Watson, Matt. I would love to be as good as Martin Freeman, but um, uh, he he's excellent actually. I've I've come to appreciate Martin Freeman a lot more in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I just think that. <laughs> It's it's very very hard the task that they have to do. I just don't I don't think it's as simple as some of the stuff we're saying. 
and mm-hmm. um, and I also think that the emotional uh, backstory stuff. I, I I found it very welcome personally, for the most part. And, and and I'm not saying they did it all well, but I think that's the problem, not the inclusion in the first place. I think it's just the the actual execution, not the not the plan so much. It overtook them like a fungus. I think it should be there. <laughs> But it became no, because I, I would have loved for the, this this episode, this final episode, to turn out well. It just didn't. I, I had no problem about it being like his skyfall. It just it, it, it just it didn't finish properly. It, it wasn't it wasn't good in the end. But that is but the, the ideas were sound. I liked the idea of this sort of the the arch supervillain being his sister that he's repressed out of his emotions because she was so fucking terrible and murdered his best friend and he's a kid. Spoilers. Right? But, How did um, we only spend like two minutes on that? <laughs> why was that not why was that not you know i think i think episode three should have been episode two and then the last yeah. episode should have been really ex- diving deep into all of that and everything that she's done and uh, mm. or even better episode two should have been episode one and um, molly should i uh, wouldn't sorry not molly um uh what's his wife mary? called mary, mary should have just stayed alive and they shouldn't have just killed her off in this they really strange way what was that about should, like she was, that was she really didn't bizarre. even leave the show she was still there she could have done exactly the same thing still been alive but yeah. they had to cause a break between sherlock and watson that's all it was yeah which mm. which again it just feels like they've they've played every trick they've played mm-hmm. every soap opera trick that they can it's done and i didn't even believe that though i didn't believe that watson would have um no neither did i nonsense and that's where your thesis falls apart matthew because it's it's, it's right to have um it, you you are absolutely right the, the point is that you look at this guy and you go he's intriguing the intrigue comes from the sniff of what's going on behind the curtain with this guy the mm-hmm. curtain was wide open for so much <laughs> at least 50 percent of the bloody time don't you agree jamie couldn't agree more, Howell. Great, Matt's wrong. And on that... I don't think it was thrown open that wide. (laughs) What? Are you serious? It was... was, There was so much time spent. I couldn't have been more disappointed that the reason Sherlock's like Sherlock is because his friend died and was killed by his sister. I just thought, I don't want to That's not the reason he's like that. No, that's... Oh, come on. I mean, it is kind of... No, well, it's not. I mean, He's like that anyway. But um, that happened. That also happened. He had, yeah, it was a trauma. No, but that, that's the, no, but that was the whole oh, point, God. wasn't it? That, that he can't develop friendships because his first ever friend was thrown down a well by his sister. Isn't that the idea that you he can't develop that that would, really? Yeah. No, I don't know. I think you've connected some weird dots there, Jamie. Well, yeah. I mean, that's Surely the way not, I saw it. Otherwise, it's, it's a, why is it there then? Otherwise, just a little backstory about his sister. In which case, that's bollocks amount of time to spend on it. Surely James. Well, it was, I I thought it was nonsense as well how Mycroft somehow managed to manipulate Sherlock into not being able to remember his sister entirely, completely wiped oh, memory mean, of it. Yeah, yeah. Was it Mycroft who did it? I, I, I thought Sherlock did that kind of himself. Things along. Oh, yeah, I thought no, Mycroft rewrote his own memories. No, right, Mycroft rewrote his memories. He said, he said, I yeah, yeah I, I have programmed him. Yeah. I guess have to watch that again because I thought Yuris said you talking to Sherlock. You wrote me out of your memory. You completely yeah, rewrote the story. No, well, Mycroft said he did it. Uh, and she, she said, that's why I, I, I think he why. helped, yes. Because I think that's Mycroft's skill is mm. is mental manipulation. But again, what the hell are we doing talking about Mycroft and his sister? What <laughs> on earth is this because world? they're part of the family. They're part of this genius family. Was anybody else watching that? The scene where they tell the parents that Eurus is still alive and thinking, how how did these three... You know, geniuses. One of them, a, 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 an era-defining genius, come from these two people. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that <laughs> just didn't really. Yeah, I forgot I, about I them. With some sort oh, of my, my, math genius, but my favorite line was when they said she had an hour on Twitter and predicted the next three terrorist attacks. <laughs> yes, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, how okay, can that? You guys, you guys, I actually did a story on um, a scientist, an analytical scientist, who developed an app that can do that and is, has sold it to the U.S. government. Wow. So. There you go. I mean, if her if her brain is supposed to be something like a computer, I totally I totally bought that. Yeah, but okay, that the drone moment, the mm-hmm. some of the predicaments like the uh, gunshot moment before it went on a little bit too long, um, those those things, 
that, those are the things that we remember. Oh, putting his hand up against the glass. Come close to the glass. Come closer to the glass. That freaked me out. Brilliant. Yeah, that was good. Mm, I, that, was I tell you, though, that's the moment I figured out that she was the voice on, she was the little girl on the plane. Gee, what? That wasn't even... Oh. That was the moment that I, they, I realized, oh, she's she's manipulating all of this. She's the little girl on the plane. But they hadn't introduced well the done, plane Mel. yet, Mel. Yes, she did. They, they had. had. It was introduced to start of the episode. Yeah, she was right at the was very it? start. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, those I, I those wonderful the things, where, um, they're the things sorry, we want, sorry. aren't they? They, what, they are what, the what, things that, like, we don't want to be going, oh, what was his parents look like? What did his second cousin twice removed have I do. breakfast? Really? Speak for yourself, Howell. I want it all. <laughs> I want it less manic. That's my complaint about this season is it was, it was just too manic for me. It was too... Again, the whiteboard yeah. was full of shit. Yeah. There are other things. Could've, films could've have less going on. And it would have been fine. Yeah. There are a lot of action oh. films, James Bond films. There are a lot, lot of films that have less bullshit going on than this. Jack, what were you going to say? Um, I really enjoyed the scene where Mycroft was insulting Sherlock and trying to get Sherlock to therefore shoot Mycroft and keep John alive. I really enjoyed seeing yeah. Mycroft. Oh, yeah. Episode. And I actually thought there were moments where Mark Gattis was like, I really appreciated what a good actor he is. Like, mm. Yeah. I, I thought, oh, he's really good, episode. isn't he? And that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, he, he and came out of show more this episode. That's it. When you read in the books and you go, but a, a paragraph without something like that happening, you go, you're disappointed. Because they are so clever. That's the... That's mm. the that's the stuff. That's the stuff that you go. Oh, this is so good. But didn't we like? But didn't we like that because it showed us that Mycroft is always protecting his little brother. Exactly. So it's mm. fine if it's. Yeah. So why are we it, complaining about emotion being a part of this? Yeah. I am complaining that emotion on its own, devoid of that, nothing to do with the mystery, nothing to do with the problem, and acres of it, acres of it until I'm yeah. vomiting. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm happy with some. But yeah. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, oh. never mind. I want so much I don't, more. That's not how I watched it. So. I want more magic tricks. And but um, I would love for them to uh, just re-modernize some of the old mysteries, like they did with Baskervilles. Yeah, they should make a whole series out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, though uh, the Hound of the Baskervilles was a load of bollocks. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, what? The episode in the, the episode, episode series or the book? Yeah, the, the new episode was a load of nonsense. <laughs> oh, Jack. There you go. No accounting for taste. Well, I suggest you all go and read the books. And as Matt has just agreed, in conclusion, somebody should make a series about Sherlock Holmes. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody and um, yeah. next week Goliath uh, Matt have you watched any Mel have you watched any no no you but my dad's been trying to get me to watch that so it's probably not very good oh no do, it's, it. do it do it watch it it's, it's great I'll watch the first episode yeah, yeah. Mel um, you've just freaked out by Billy Bob is that right yes uh, you know how and oh yeah you didn't like him in Fargo either did you <laughs> When we were talking about him the last time, you and I met him. not, two days later, he was performing at the little theater behind my house. No way. I oh, yeah. Guys. Melly's brilliant. And though. he could come there any time. He could. He's a great... Like, literally, I can see the theater from my back window. He's it's a... not... He owns that theater. He's got the keys. He does. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, a great clown, and... Yeah, he's going to insert family videos into the... How did we not talk about that scene where Sherlock was completely messing with Mycroft? Oh, um... Probably. We did talk about it briefly. I liked it. Yeah, which, okay. Which one was that? Before. At the beginning. At the beginning, when, when Mycroft is watching the uh, film noir and all of a sudden there's shots from oh, yeah. home videos and then it says, I'm back, and... If you like that, you should watch The League of Gentlemen, which is um, Mark Gates. Oh, right. Well, he clearly yeah. wrote that bit, I think. Um, it was very good. Was... But um, anyway, listen, uh, y'all. That's a Mel, for me. Mel, Billy Bob is a great American actor. You should watch Goliath. I disagree. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Come watch it. Maybe this will change your mind. Maybe. Who knows? Um, thank you, everybody. That was a, That was an impassioned... Melange to start 2017. An impassioned blancmange. So thank you very much. Oh, I've got to say thank you to Dr. Sam Knowles for tweeting us slash me on Twitter. 
playing into me for not liking uh, the Muppets thing. I mean, just... I, nobody can get over... What? Someone else said it to yeah. me. No one can get over the moment where Jack went, who's the one with a, sh- yeah. a face like a it, dick? A gonzo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I actually tweeted him back. It's not that you didn't like it. So you didn't even know what the Muppets were. Yeah. When did this happen? Matt, go back a couple of episodes. You will hear. Um, yeah. You will hear Jack. It's the thing with uh, saying saying things Age, like the Muppets Christmas Carol. You can see why it's not on TV every Christmas. Oh no! It's not very what? good. <laughs> it is on oh, every Christmas, gosh. and it's the best film ever made. So stick it up your ass. Hey, uh, Jack. Just so you know, I'm kind of on your side there. So what? Oh, 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 thank you, Mel. Going on here. Wow! Wow! It's the puppet thing. It's the puppet thing. I and yeah, by the way, I, I doubt any of you listen to my Christmas special. No, no, no I've listened to about the letter. <laughs> yeah, about the letter. Thanks, Jack. Was, um, uh, did you get a reply? I haven't got a reply yet, and I was just going to tell people who actually listen to this podcast that that very emotional podcast that I did on Christmas Eve, I haven't yet received a reply from the old lady that I wrote the letter to. So um, thank you to everybody for listening to that and caring so deeply. (laughs) You're going to broadcast this part, are you? Certainly bloody am. (laughs) Expose you as the heathens that you are. Um... Oh, fucking Sherlock. I'm just so disappointed. It's, I just want it to be great. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Goliath next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.